G'day everyone, Sam here. We're going to take today's show in a slightly different direction. We're absolutely talking to an expert in their field, but it was a bit of a field trip to do research for today's episode, and I might do a bit more of this depending on what you guys what you guys think. If you like it, I will. But I took a little visit to a fitness experience, a new sort of phenomenon that's come into the fitness market, the fitness arena. And I visited on Tuesday and I did a workout and it was really challenging but really enjoyable. And today we have in the studio the founder of this fitness concept. So many of you may have heard, I'm sure, of Pilates. And this turns Pilates on its head. So stick around. We're going to hear from Michael Ramsey, the founder of this new Pilates phenomenon. And then, speaking of gyms, I'm going to help all of you out there that have been thinking you need to join a gym, you'd like to join a gym, but you don't know where to start and you're a bit petrified by the experience, which is completely normal, completely natural. I'm going to help you choose the right gym, get over those fears and get yourself moving. That's all coming up next on The Woodlife. So it's nice to be joined in the studio today by not only someone that I look up to enormously from a business perspective, but someone that I'm proud to call a mate. It is Michael Ramsey. Now, you might not know Michael by name, but you will know his company by name, I would think, if you haven't been living under a rock here in Australia and other parts of the world now, but we'll get into that. Michael is the co-founder of Strong Pilates. You would have seen the big, beautiful branding, black with the white writing, awesome logo, and I won't tell you what strong Pilates is. I'll let Rams do that. Rams, welcome to The Wood Life and um, congrats on all of your success. Mate, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Maybe let's start by acting like our listeners don't necessarily know what strong Pilates is. How do you explain it? What's your elevator pitch if someone says, mate, what do you do? What's strong Pilates? Yeah, it's interesting because my answer today is very different to what it would have been three years ago. It's it's developed. But effectively, we are a Pilates conditioning hybrid concept. So Pilates with cardio. We use a machine called the Rowformer. Which which is your concept? Well, actually, through a friend of a friend, I've, I found the machine itself in the US on social media, believe it or not. <laughs> Having a scroll one night? Yeah, yeah. What's this interesting contraption? Yeah, my friend came to me and she said, have you seen this? At the time, I'd actually broken my ankle. I was doing a lot of Reformer Pilates, really loving it. It was, it was the first workout I think I'd done where I felt better leaving the workout, but I always wanted a bit more. So I wanted yeah. to sweat. I wanted some conditioning. My friend um, showed me this contraption, the Rowformer in the US. So it's like, stuff it. I'm jumping on a flight. I'm going to LA. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> As you do. Went and did it. Absolutely loved it. Probably one of the toughest, most excruciating workouts I'd ever done. Just this euphoric feeling post-workout of of really elevating heart rate, but getting that all those sort of benefits of Pilates. You know, very tough resistance, spring-loaded Pilates. So I said, okay, I need to turn this into something. I, at the time, I, I owned a bunch of F45 franchises, so I was in franchising in the fitness industry. I thought, how can I bring this back to Australia? So I ended up negotiating the rights to this machine now globally, 
and put it under the strong brand. And now, yeah. So, so let me just go down that rabbit hole. So you, you own the Instagram handle, at strong. Yep. Which just blows my mind. It's like, how on earth did you get that? It actually wasn't as tough as you'd think. I started buying up one word Instagram names. But, but when? When? About five or six years ago. Right, before I even had Instagram. Yeah. Pro- probably. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had friends in the tech space that were buying one word uh, domains. Right. So say for instance, remember the uh, koala.com, the, the mattress yeah. company, they, they had to acquire koala.com for quite a lot of money. Like that's yeah. just an example of how these things can, you can purchase them early on and then they're worth a lot of money down the track. And I don't know if you remember, but I ran an event at the woodshed. Yeah, I do remember. And it was called Strong Events. Yeah, and because so, you still didn't know what you're going to do with the e- name. Exactly. <laughs> I do remember that. And ironically, when I tried this row former, I was, we were thinking, what can we call this concept? And it just made the workout just made me feel stronger. Yeah. Not only physically, it's such a durable word, but mentally as well, because it, you are, you're sitting there, you mm. know, holding a plank under resistance and you've just done a row set. So you're out of breath and you mentally have to be resilient. So it, it's, it's all encompassing. It's a strong workout. And so like, okay, it's called Strong Pilates yeah. and, and that's sort of how it was born. So let's paint a little visual for our listeners because if you haven't done a strong class or seen it on social media, we're literally talking about a normal or standard or as you'd expect reformer Pilates bed, you know, top of the line, all the springs, all the places you put your feet or grab the hand, grab, grab the little cables with your handles with a rowing machine attached at the front of it. So it's all one machine. You don't have a rower next to a reformer. It's all one long bed and you can jump between your core work and your and your strength work, cardio, core, cardio, core, cardio, and within a 45-minute window. And I'm not just speaking from viewing. I did a class on Tuesday night you knowing did. that I was talking to Michael today and uh, absolutely stuffed me. But you now have bikes as well. How did that evolution happen? Yeah. Um, so you got to imagine these things are 4.1 meters in length. So they're yep. massive. And after a year or two, I mean, we launched just pre-pandemic, so we're effectively closed for a year and a half anyway. Yeah, great time to launch um, a new business. Yeah. Yep. But um, I mean, after a while, uh, we, we work on an unlimited membership. So you pay, you know, $70 a week, you get unlimited classes and you've got people training in there seven days a week. So yep. if you're rowing every day, it's a lot. So, I mean, personally, I found it to be a little bit monotonous. And, and so we, we, we said, okay, how can we continue to diversify? And innovation is a big part of our business. We, we keep including, changing, improving. And then we figured out, all right, let's do a bike. Let's do a bike former. And now at the start of the class, the client actually, they pick, they pick their weapon of choice. Yeah, you had about eight bike w- yep. reformers and eight row reformers or row reformers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the row or you ride. It's all along our philosophy of low impact and high intensity. So you'll never see a treadmill at strong because of the impact of running. Yeah. You know, one day we may bring in a ski erg or something like that. But um, yeah, now you have the option of rowing or riding and mate, it's it's been brilliant so far. So let's talk about that because I, I don't mean this disrespectfully and you're never going to slam hit training because you had enormous success with all of your F45 studios. What are your thoughts? Because I think this is really interesting education for our listeners. I've got my own opinion. I'm sure you do too. People, I believe, put impact and intensity together. In their head, they're the same. You know, I can't have a hard workout unless it's a high impact workout, which is clearly not the case. I did a strong workout. It was very low impact. I was 
totally cooked. What is your thought on why a high-intensity, lower-impact workout is such a good option for people? I'm think I'm assuming that's what you do think because that's what you've created as a business. Yeah, I mean, there's a few points on that. I think, um, you know, just seeing our clients come in and hearing from them, you know, they've come in with busted sore backs, lower, uh, you yeah. know, sore knees, things like that, and, and hearing that they really – have had enough of high impact was was sort of proof enough for us to persevere yeah, with this no concept. No more burpees. Yeah. No more burpees. Not not that there's anything wrong. I mean, one thing I don't really like in the fitness industry is fear mongering workouts because yeah. over sixty percent of the Australian population is overweight, right? And yeah. People should be moving. So that that's that's fine. But longevity is a huge piece that we're seeing. You only need to train once a week resistance training to show that, you know, we're going to be living longer. Um, There's a lot of studies out there now showing that resistance training proves longevity in life. I think if you're going to be training for longer, you need to focus on low impact exercise. There's no point doing a high impact and and getting the busted sore lower back or the the bad knees or the, you know, the ankles. We want to be training for longer and sustainably. So, And this is the thing, mm. F45 and these other HIIT workouts are getting a bit of a bad rap at the moment, but they're brilliant for a lot of people. They're just not great if you're 50 and have a, a history of ailments and, you know, and you're not warming up properly. You know, there's a lot of, but you're right, we shouldn't fearmonger and we shouldn't tarnish one brand or one particular style of workout, good or bad, because there are so many other variables at play. I do agree with that. Yeah. I mean, when when I owned my F45s, I was probably the fittest I've ever been, but I, you know, I ended up breaking my ankle. I had so many knee problems yeah. um, and it's from that impact and jumping and, and, and going over and over. I think they've since... F45 particularly have since sort of refined their workouts a mm. little bit more. I think this space is getting very educated. People yeah. know now you can't just do tuck jumps on the spot for a, for two minutes. It's just not sustainable. But strong in particular, let's talk about it from a physiological perspective. What's the theory behind it? Why do you love it so much? Who, and who's your customer? Yeah, I mean, you can tell with the branding, we're completely gender neutral. So Very, yeah. we, we see men as our biggest opportunity. Pilates has traditionally been female dominated. Um, and so it's hopefully something that we can change. In terms of the workout, it's really interesting because not only have we kind of picked apart HIIT training, but we've also picked apart Pilates. Now, it, it's very hard to build muscle when you're working aerobically, right? You're in your aerobic energy system, you haven't rested. Let's say you've been doing a Pilates flow for 10 to 12 minutes, very hard to build muscle. So the way we program, we have Pilates component. We know Pilates is brilliant for us in so many different ways. We have a progressive overload component throughout the week. Dumbbells and body weight Dumbbells, heavy, even spring-loaded tension. Uh, I would suggest, and I'd love you to come and do an upper body class, a a chin-up on a reformer gets greater activation than, Mm. than say, a lat pull-down. And then we've also got the cardio conditioning component. So we're sort of bridging the gap between HIIT training, reformer Pilates, and strength and conditioning. And I think because it's this all-encompassing workout and it's low impact and and enables people to train longer with longevity, I think that's why it's been so popular. It's just really interesting how it's developed because initially 
you know, our slogan is down for more. And we thought we're more than just Pilates. So we're going to get all the Pilates people coming in. But what we're actually seeing is we're getting everyone. We're getting people from the functional training studios who do spin, people who do mm. yoga, people who run. We uh, Our biggest consumer right now joining strong is actually someone who just goes to a regular gym. Yeah. Which is really interesting data. Because they I've now heard. come to you as well. So they do some weight, because that's where I'd see it fitting in. I mean, my per, me personally, I like doing my weight training. I like to run a little bit. But I think doing a strong class once or twice a week would be the perfect complement for how I like to train currently. Whereas I totally get that there'd be other people that this ticks all the boxes for them and they don't need to do anything. Yeah, we, we get you get a bit of everything. There's, there's a lot of people... We we'll call them like the new age fitness consumer that have two, three, four gym yeah, memberships. The class pass. Yeah, everywhere. the class pass yeah. junkie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say most of our members only do strong. Um, a lot of the guys, particularly even myself, I still lift heavy weights. But if if I took you into a, a today today's class, which is strength, upper body, progressive overload, you wouldn't want to do an upper body workout tomorrow. You wouldn't want to bench press. You wouldn't want to do any sort of one arm, single arm rows, anything like that. It is enough. We're still predominantly female. We're still sort of in the 80% mark for female, but we've just recently launched with four male ambassadors, which I think is a very bold, Saw that. Nat bold Fife move. And a few other the, yeah, yeah, rugby Fife, players, footy players, yeah. Trav Boak, um, yeah. two rugby guys, Nico Hines, Sean Johnson. Now, Nat Fife, the year he won the Brownlow, attributes that to when he started Pilates. Right. Um, Trav Boak, who's an incredible player, he's still, you know, deep into his 30s now yeah. and playing, he attributes his longevity to Pilates. So these guys have been incredible ambassadors for us and also breaking down that mould of Pilates is for women because it's not, it's for everyone. Why do you think Pilates is so popular and not even strong? Why do you think Pilates is growing? And without slamming anyone, where do you think Pilates can improve? What what do you think the the downside, if any, there are to Pilates and, and where does it need a bit of an uplift? Yeah, I think Pilates is incredible. Again, going back to that example of when I broke my ankle and I rehabbed my ankle through spring-loaded tension and slow movements and, and just getting back to 100%. There's so many benefits of Pilates. You'd be surprised how many people aren't activating their core and aren't yeah. activating their glutes properly. So that that's sort of the basis, and I think it's been so popular for those reasons, and now people do want low-impact options and they do want longevity and they do have banged-up bodies after doing high impact for you know periods of time. So I think that's a big reason why it's so popular. Where we think it can improve, where I think it can improve, are just the areas that, that we've kind of included. One of the biggest criticisms to Pilates is it's really hard to burn body fat. You know, it's mm. hard to elevate heart rate. And, and you get a, a lot of dynamic Pilates concepts now where they're trying to elevate heart rate through, you know, jump boxes and things like yeah. that. So now we just spike the heart rate on the rower or the bike. Yeah. We go back. We actually don't do any dynamic work. So it's always heavy spring-loaded tension. Mm. Four seconds down, four seconds up. Yeah, the slow controlled movement, like the mm. time under tension was severe. Like what you weren't just doing ten squats. You yeah. were doing ten squats. Yep. Yeah. For for minutes, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> you and, and then and then you go back and you spike your heart rate again and because you're holding resistance under tension, your heart rate's elevated the entire time. So you end up burning, you know, 
huge amount of calories, which is one of the big goals and one of the big criticisms of Pilates is, you know, I haven't been dropping body fat and I, I want to get a sweat on. So, yeah, and I, I mean, the other one is, and I spoke about it before, is that sort of if you want to build muscle, you probably need to stop rest, work in your anaerobic energy system, yeah. lift a little bit heavier. And it's, it is tough to do in a, in a Pilates flow yeah. as such. And there are genuinely heavy weights there. Like you got 20s. 20s, yeah, 20s. You know, like so, big, yeah. heavy, you know, in each hand, you know, you're doing squats with 40 kilos on a reformer bed, yeah. try not to do the split. Like it's, it's a really proper strength workout. Yep. The other thing that I think you do that I've never seen in a Pilates space, the atmosphere the music, the lights, the headset, like it was, it was soul cycle. It was energy. It was like, it was awesome. You know, it's contagious in a space like that. Mm. You, you feed off the energy of the instructor. You feed off the energy of the people on your right and on your left. And I don't think historically that and Pilates have gone hand in hand. I don't think the traditionalists like us too much sure, for no, those reasons. Sure, no, you're a disruptor. You're here but to shake things up. It's, it's good. It is. It's literally, you know, you're doing R&B when you're on the strength yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're rowing and it goes to deep house and the lights come down and it's blasting. The instructor turns the music up and, you know, then you finish your workout, you get a towel that's cold and been soaked in eucalyptus oil that yeah, you put that on your beautiful. face. and. <laughs> The, you know, the lockers have phone chargers and we even created a scent. We play a lot of Jay-Z, so we put cognac in the scent. Um, <laughs> the number one reason females left left gyms in in one year on a survey cleanliness. was cleanliness. And we, so we put saffron in the scent, yeah. which sort of smells like a chlorine. And, and it's the best thing about doing your own concept is you can be ultra creative. And, yeah. For someone who's got their finger so close to the pulse in the fitness industry, where are there any breakout innovations or directions that you think the fitness industry is going to, you know, where, where do you see the fitness industry going? Almost taking your strong hat off to answer this question. Where do you see the fitness industry going in the next three to five years? We saw some, we got some data from ClassPass last year, actually, that Pilates is now the fastest growing genre in Australia. There's it increased by 250% in terms of class bookings year on year, wow. which is huge. So that's bigger Massive. than strength boxing, all different classes. So this is a, a space that we're really happy and, and, and feel very privileged to be in. But in terms of, I think, um, where it's going, I, I don't know. I feel like tech is going to be integrated somewhat into every studio or even home workout. Mm. Um, there's, there has to be some element of, of heart rate or gamification going in there. So yeah, we're going to all these conferences, we're doing all the fun things, seeing what's out there, but eventually we're going to have to consider a big tech investment that we can incorporate into, into our concept. Do you mean where it complements what they do at home with what they do in the studio? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So right now we're working on an app where you're doing a 30-day challenge and yep. you you tick off your – if you've had your seven to nine hours of sleep, if you've yeah. had your three it's to four much more holistic water. approach. Yeah. Which I totally agree. That's that's where wellness mm. is. It's just – it's not fitness anymore. It's what's your nutrition, what's your recovery – What's your stress? What's your mental health? It really is all-encompassing, isn't it? I, I totally agree. And and it, ha it has to be for, for someone who's paying $70 a week to train with us. We need to deliver more than just an in-studio experience. So, I mean, mate, you would know this back to front. I mean, with, with what you guys do, there's so much 
there that that defines how how we're healthy and it's mm. it's everything. I mean, that, that's the beauty of tech because I think that's what gyms and personal trainers and anyone else that's in that face to face bricks and mortar space doesn't typically do very well. I think you do it absolutely well already, but. I really care about you for the three hours that you're in my studio. You're my best friend and you get the red carpet rolled out. But for the other 165 hours, I leave you to your own devices and there's no support, there's no nutrition, there's no sleep, there's no little check-ins, there's no accountability. And if someone's great for three hours a week, but they're not leading a healthy lifestyle for the rest, they're never going to get any results. And you see that. That's it. But th- there is a big difference between our best operators and, 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 you know, our sort of lower performing ones. And the best ones are always the, the ones that are in the communities, working the businesses. They yeah. know their clients by name. They know what their client's dog name is. They know what they did on <laughs> they did on the weekend. They know, you know. Yeah, if you're training for a run, I know yeah. you're training for a run. If you're trying to get in shape for your wedding, I know that. Yeah. yeah. And it's important you know that. I agree. It's not rocket science, is it? Like it hasn't really changed that much. In, no. In how long? I mean, you've got the the tech and the innovation and everything like that, but really it's a care factor, isn't it? Exactly. And I wish you the best of luck, mate. You deserve everything that comes your way. And thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. So there we go. A bit of a different discussion for the Woodlife. We normally talk with a technical expert rather than a, a business expert, but I just think the I think the technical grounding of why you would combine Pilates with strength and cardio is really interesting as we're always talking about the different and best options to get yourself in shape on this show. And I also think there's something really powerful about knowing the story behind the story or behind the brand or behind the product. So I thoroughly enjoyed that and I hope you did too. And if you did like it, let us know. We're going to move away from business now and we're going to get into some technical advice It's an area that I'm really passionate about. I often say with my 28 program, the thing I'm most proud of is we're not here to get fit people fitter. We're here to get someone that's a 1 out of 10 or a 3 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10 and a 7 out of 10 and really get themselves going. So our next question from one of our Woodlife listeners is about gym beginners, and that's up next. So recently, we received a message on our Woodlife Instagram page, and the question was, and I'm paraphrasing, but as a beginner who steps into the gym, never been to the gym before, how do I do that without looking clueless? And I just thought, I love this question because I bet it's what thousands of other people are thinking. And isn't it a, isn't it a shame when the thing that will stop you taking care of yourself is the fear of the unknown or the fear of the embarrassment or the anxiety that you get. Because we've got this perception, and it's partly based on truth, that everyone else knows what they're doing. Because gyms typically have a huge percentage of people who have been for years and go seven times a week. So they do know what they're doing. And if you walk in, and they're clicky. You know, I know even when I go into gyms that I've never been in before when I travel – You can tell the guys and girls that know each other and they're there at the same time on the same day every week. And and it can be a lot. I think there's a few bits of advice. The first is you've just got to go. You've got to get past your fear of not going because you driving past that gym probably twice a day for 17 years and telling yourself one day, unfortunately, isn't going to get you any fitter, any healthier, any stronger. Take care of yourself. So you do have to 
jump in the deep end a little bit, get uncomfortable. The second bit of advice I would say is honesty is the best policy. I think going in there and pretending you know what you're doing or being too scared to ask for help or too scared to be vulnerable and tell them this is actually the first, I know I'm 47, but this is the first time I've ever been in a gym. I'm shit scared and I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. That's the best. You need to be honest. You're not going to get the support and the help and the advice and the program that you need if you pretend that you kind of know what you're doing and you can be left to your own devices. So you've got to be open. You've got to be honest about it. That's, that's I think, the most important. Don't assume that the first gym you walk into is going to be the right one for you. I think different gyms are, are for different people. I think you will know based on the people, based on the feel, based on the atmosphere, based on the amount of help that you get. There's a myriad of things that are important to different people and everyone has their own sort of list or hierarchy to what's most important to them. And every gym says the same thing. Fantastic trainers, state-of-the-art equipment, you know, like wonderful facilities, you know, great bathrooms, like blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, it's very hard to distinguish what's good and what's not. Everyone says the same stuff. It's almost the intangibles. That person remembered my name. They genuinely cared about it. They didn't talk about the gym. They talked about me. I think the best people at gyms don't care about their own gym. Oh, look at the, you know, Fast Runner 7000. It's our new treadmill. Who cares? Treadmill's a treadmill, really. You want someone who says, Sally, tell me about you. Why have you never been into a gym? How do we make sure we get past those barriers? What are you trying to achieve physically? What are you trying to achieve mentally? How much time do you have? Do you have kids? What do you do for a job? How often can you train a week? How long can you come in for? Do you like weights? Do you like plays? You want someone who genuinely cares about you. That's a massive tick for me. All of the other stuff, they're kind of much of a muchness. The other thing I think that's really important is geography. There are stats that say if the gym is not within five minutes drive of either your home or your route home, so you don't have to make more than a five-minute detour if it's from work to home, then you will not go and eventually you will cancel that membership. It's a, you've got a greater percentage of cancelling than not cancelling. I think it's 72 or 74% or something like that. So convenience and location are paramount in long-term success. It might be the best gym in the world you've seen on Instagram and it's 90 minutes away. Do not join, all right? Go there once for fun on a weekend and see if you can get a, a one-session pass. That's not going to be the answer for you. So... Don't just sign up to the first gym you walk into. It's your money, it's your body, it's your journey. You have a right to be picky, but make sure they notice and make sure they care. All right, there you go. So after today's episode, every gym's going to hate me, except for perhaps strong gyms, because we're giving them a good plug today, but rightfully so. And I was only joking, not every gym hates me, but I think it's good to just keep them on their toes, keep the industry strong. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Have loved chatting to you today. As always, send in your questions, send in your ideas. If there's any other fitness concepts you'd like me to get out there and check out or speak to the founder or speak to a trainer from that particular space, I'd love to. I think it's really interesting. There's so many interesting concepts popping up in the fitness industry all of the time. Until next week, I'll see you then. 